Thank you, Ian. Um, they gave us those bands, you know, and they have four things on them to help you walk through the gospel with the kids. And I think I missed that part because I grabbed the bands and I just started handing them out. So <laughs> maybe that was me that did that. <laughs> but it was a wonderful time, man. I had a lot of time, a lot of fun. Um, impactful testimonies, impactful. I'm just. Uh, to hear stories and to hear of life change, you got to realize the miracle that it takes place, that takes place when someone uh, uh, takes their allegiance from, the, in a sense, the kingdom of darkness and, and takes it into the kingdom of heaven and gives Jesus and makes him Lord and Savior. And so I'm excited to uh, be talking today and continuing our talk on the parables because this parable I'll be talking about today is evangelistic in nature. Right. It's, it's, it has a evangelistic undertone. And so the title of today's message is The Net. And uh, funny enough, um, Tori, myself and Jonathan, we were uh, uh, years ago, our, our, our I guess you would say our outreach or our Bible study gathering was called The Net. Uh, we met in a was it a used bar or used to be a bar or it was a bar at the, at the top coffee shop behind the bar, man. So we was praying and worshiping and for the people next door and people on campus. So, um, yeah, so, but when we think about the kingdom of heaven, when you hear that phrase, the kingdom of heaven, you have to also realize that there's a kingdom of something else. There's a kingdom of something else. And so, um, Gary Ingring, Ingrig, uh, has in his book, The Parables, to read them properly is to see yourself in a new way. But the parables are more than mirrors. They are windows into the heart and mind of God. Beyond revealing that you are, beyond revealing what you are, they help you know who God is, all right? So if you could, for a moment, um, I, I got a little ahead of myself referring to the kingdom of heaven, there's something that, 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 that there's another kingdom of. But first, when you think about parables, it helps, it's not only a mirror, but it also, lets us peer into, see into what, who and what God is and what he is doing. Now, thinking about the other, that there's another kingdom out there, in the book, The Master Plan of Evangelism, Paul Reese says in the introduction of the book, philosophers, wrote Karl Marx, have only interpreted the word differently. The point is, however, to change it. However, unlike they are in fundamental affirmations, However, unlike they are in, in fundamental affirmations, the Christian gospel and communism are at this point in agreement. But the agreement goes little further. Instinctively, the church proclaims that change worlds, that the change world as a consequence of is as the consequence of changed man. And if I had a chance to talk to Paul, though, even though I'm not as uh, maybe academically intelligent as he is, I would say the restored man is the one who is going to help restore the world. A restored mason, is, that's what God is calling him to, to help restore this world. The testimonies that you've heard, this Cuba, who, so you guys know, if you decide to go to Poland, there's multiple Cubas, okay? Natalia's, there's a lot of same name things. So when he told me this guy, Cuba got saved, I was like, man, that kid was hard to talk to. Man, you did an awesome job. Not that he still didn't do an awesome job, but he was referring to a different Cuba. But that these people who are entering into the kingdom of heaven are being restored and to, so that they could be a part of the work that God is doing in restoring this world. Because the kingdom of darkness is at work. 
it, it, it too is here to change things, to change this world, to keep uh, the world in its palm. And so um, just a little disclaimer here. I'm going to, we're going to, this thing's going to move just a little bit fast, um, but I'm, I'm also going to be speaking at it maybe in an intensity that you may think I'm mad at you or that uh, is maybe a little bit heavy. Just, I would say I'm not mad at you, first of all, but I'm very excited about what is being shared. Matthew 13, and let's read that. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet cast into the sea and gathering fish of every kind. And when it's filled, they drew it up on the beach and they sat down and gathered the good fish into containers, but the bad they threw away. So it would be at the end of age. The angels will come forth and take out the wicked from among the righteous and will throw them into the furnace of fire, furnace of fire. In that place, there would be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? He was talking to the disciples. They said to him, yes. And Jesus said to them, therefore, every scribe who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like a head of a household who brings out of his treasures things new and old. So first thing I want to do is take, uh, let's take observation of what the kingdom of heaven is like. The first thing it says that the kingdom of heaven is like a net. All right, let's, let's, first let's, let's go through the observation. The kingdom of heaven is like a net, as a net, or like a net. The kingdom of heaven is casted. The kingdom of heaven is gathering. And the kingdom of heaven will separate. The kingdom of heaven is like a net. This net, all right, this symbolism is the gospel. The, the, the gospel is like a net. The gospel of Jesus is like a net. All right. And it's captivating. It draws people in. It's like a spider web. Anyone ever walked through a spider web before? All right. A couple of us, Tori and I on our land, um, we when I'm cutting the lawn, uh, the lawn, I average six or seven spider webs while I'm cutting the lawn. And you know what? The interesting thing about it is as you're you're going, you don't know you're in the web until you're in the web. It's on you. And what's the main concern that you have? Where's the spider? <laughs> where's the spider? You know, just imagine being on a, a, a moor, you drive through a web, and you're like, oh my goodness, where is it at? What is that? You know, you're freaking out. But the kingdom of heaven is a net. I forgot the net this morning. I had a net for us to display, but huh. But it is a net. It's wide. It's broad. It's used for capture, capturing things, bringing things in. But and, and it's captivating. It wants to... Uh, swarm you. One rap, one musical artist said this. I'm a friend of his. Head gov. No losses. He got the dub. Don't do bread alone. Get that Jesus grub. Yes, that Jesus love. Be wrapped in him like a bear hug, real snug. Let him take your breath. Let him take your life. And everything you in, share Jesus Christ. Jesus is the rock. Push the rock. You in the game now. Don't stop. See the transition that unfolds. Genesis to Revelation stories being told. Don't let me go on. All right. <laughs> Be wrapped in him like a bear hug, real snug. Anyone ever been bear hugged before? Or just a really good hug? All right. As a guy, being hugged by another guy and really feeling the I guess the best word I have is intimacy of that hug was weird for me the first time it happened. This guy was like 6'6". He's a neighbor of Tori's parents. 
His name was Glenn. And the first time I meet him, he's like, instead of shaking hands like two people who don't know each other does, he comes in and he just hugs me. And it was just like, I just was falling into his arms. And <laughs> I didn't know what to think because it was like I've never felt a hug like this before from a guy. So, but that's what the, the kingdom of heaven is. Once you're in it, you're in it. Some of you don't realize whether you were, maybe you grew up in a Christian home. Right. And then all of a sudden you came to a point like, man, I love the way this life is going for me. It was because you were captivated by something that your parents was establishing in your in your home, in that home. And then you begin to go, you know what? I want that life. Or maybe you have a testimony like mine where this Christian kid was trying to reach out to me on camp uh, on the campus. And he just was loving me for for no reason. I was like, hmm. Okay, okay, this is a little bit weird. I think I thought camp, uh, being a freshman on campus would be a little bit more drinking, but this dude is obviously different. And I was captivated by that and wanted more of what he had. So it's, 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 it's a net. The other thing is it's casted broadly, thrown out. <clears throat> it, 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 has, it has this idea of, 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 I mean, exactly what it says. It's the greatest show on earth. Just as when people are casting a movie, the kingdom of heaven is wanting all type of players to come and be a part of the thing that has been being done here on earth. It's proclaimed. It's, it's Disney World times a million, times another million to infinity and beyond. That's exactly what it is. You, you've seen it. Be our guest, be our guest, put our magic to the test, right? Disneyland, I always wanted to go to Disneyland. It just seemed like a world that was just going to be so fun and entertaining. But even greater than that, the kingdom is casted and it wants to draw people in. And it's casted into the sea. Habakkuk does a great job of explaining that to us when he says, you make mankind like the fish of the sea, like craving things that have no ruler. We look at the campus, the view we have here, the sea. Manhattan is the sea. We're supposed to be casting this gospel. The kingdom of heaven gathers. The promise of Abraham fulfilled. All nations, all nations. You would be a father of many nations. It doesn't have a, uh, a race class. It doesn't have an age class. It doesn't have a sex class. It doesn't have an economic class. It's drawing all people. And then at the end, it will separate. The angels will come and separate the good from bad. And it's amazing to me to hear about this because it's, it's not our job to separate. And then it just reminds us of what it says in uh, the parable of the wheat and tares. No, let them grow together. And, 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 and for the sake of time, I'm not going to dive into that as much because there's so much to be said in that and why God would allow the tares to allow, in a sense, um, those he know to not be good to, to remain with him. I mean, he even had Judas hanging out with him. And it wasn't an easy task to follow Jesus. But yet Judas still hung out with him. So I think what it does is add weight to the fact that the kingdom of heaven draws all people. All people, good and bad. <clears throat> so what shall we do? This is where the plan begins to land. There might be some turbulence. So uh, make sure you put your seat trays up and your, uh, your, 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 your trays up and your seat back in the upright position and buckle in. Remember, this parable is evangelistic in nature. To evangelize is to share the good news. 
the good news of the, the, the gospel. What it, the gospel means to share the good news. The good news that is, in the beginning, God created all things. And when he got done creating things, he said it's very good. And he put Adam and Eve there to take care of those things, to have dominion, to control those things. And, and, and in a sense, everything was perfect. What happened shortly after that, or what happened, was Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And sin entered, to, entered the world. And because of that, everything after that and all creation was damaged, was, was, uh, had failure, was in sin. And everything that come after that would be in sin. But God had implemented a source until the, uh, he, had inter, he had implemented a sacrifices, a sacrificial system that people could bring animals to be sacrificed for forgiveness of their sins until one day there would be a perfect sacrifice. So the sin that entered the world because of the decision Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve made, we, we still experience today. And, in, and, we, in, 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 and this is not to, to take any responsibility off of us because we've, we've made our choices. I grew up in a, in a uh, um, just to say, in, in a world where there were some things that happened to me that caused some sexual perversion. I saw things growing up that made it okay to steal. Well, early on at 12, I started smoking marijuana. At 14, I started selling it. Right along with that, I started, uh, helped start a gang. I had a bent towards violence. Those were all decisions that I made, but I was introduced to it from years ago, right, from the sin that Adam and Eve helped to usher into the world. But because of Jesus and what he did, right, that, that the ultimate sacrifice came here, lived a, sin, uh, a, a sinless life, perfect life, healed the sick, healed the blind, served people, created this upside-down kingdom, was very God and man, and died on the cross for us, closing the gap of sin. That we would be able to re, uh, go to God, be before God, have a relationship with God if we choose Jesus as Lord and Savior. Died on the cross and rose on the third day. And now sits on the right side of God, waiting for his enemies to be his, the footstool. He, he paid, he redeemed all that was messed up. All that was in sin. And begin restore, has restored things and began restoring things. And that's what happened. My freshman year in college, in college, someone came to me and said, Jesse, look, you, 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 you're chasing football, right? That's your identity, but God wants to give you an identity that no one could define for you, that no one could set. And I heard that, and something sparked in me because I wanted to be that. I, I knew that that meant significant, that that could play a part in something. And since then, in 1999, Oct uh, October 1999, I've been restored and being being restored so that I could be a part of this plan that Jesus is doing and restoring the earth and returning it back to the way it was when God said it's very good and before I go on and we give you give you some practical things that you could do I want to ask is there anyone here who hasn't said you know what Jesus is not my Lord and Savior he is not someone I follow I haven't been restored but I want to be restored is there anyone here that want to say, you know what, I want, I want that. I want to be restored today. So that tells me one thing. You're either someone who 
Jesus is Lord and Savior, or you're still thinking about it. Maybe you don't care to be uh, have Jesus as Lord and Savior. But I want to I want to tell you, there's a part for us all to play. There's a part for us all to play, and this is the part you have. Remembering, this is something you could do. The kingdom is a net. Mend your net. And you saw part of it here. What is mending your net? The gospel. Know the gospel. The gospel can be divided into three parts, and this is not drawing to scale. The first part is your testimony. You might not know everything the Bible says about every topic that's displayed before you, said in the newspaper, said on uh, social media, or said on the campus or in your workplace, but you know your testimony. You know how Jesus affected your life. You know what your life like was before Jesus encountered you. You encountered Jesus. What was the situation that happened that Jesus, uh, that you gave your life to Jesus, made Lord and Savior, and what you're looking for now? Mason just gave you a, a prime example. Hey, this is what my life was like. This is what I was doing. This is what was said to me. This is the moment I encountered Jesus, and this is what I'm hoping for going forward. All right, the demon is still there, but I'm fighting, and I want to walk it out with you guys. Know your testimony. The second part is the four-part gospel. Know the four-part gospel. What is the four-part gospel? Fall, I'm sorry, uh, creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. All right, I just shared that part. In the beginning, everything was created. It was perfect. The fall happened. Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Sin entered the world. Redemption, God came here, died on the cross, rose on the third day to redeem all. And now we're in the process of the work of restoring all. And the third part of, the, uh, of mending your net is biblical worldview. is the best way I can explain it. Right? What really, really, what does the Bible say about white privilege? And I use that one specifically because there's a lot of white people in here. But really, what does it say about that, right? Do, do, you have, do you understand how to combat the lies and the narratives that are trying to make you feel guilty for something you shouldn't feel guilty about? What does it say about Black Lives Matter? What does it really say about uh, homosexuality, LBGTQ movement, and et cetera? Having a biblical worldview about those things, about economics, that is the other part. Being able to speak truth in your day. Those are the three parts, your testimony, the four-part gospel and biblical worldview. Mend your nets. Know, know, have a response. <clears throat> his message, his net is the message, and his message is the people, both, uh, both and. The, second, the next thing you do is cast. You got to cast it. You got you to gotta cast that thing out, spread it out. Everyone gets it. And like I said, when I was uh, in ninth grade, 14 years old, or going into fourth grade, I helped start a gang. And thank God I didn't get to the, the moment where we would have to do activities like this. Um, but there's a mo there was times where I was, basically I was setting in my heart the courage to do what was called drive-bys. Drive-bys are when you are in the vehicle and the rival gang would, um, uh, had did something to you or you needed to send a message and you would hop in a car. It was, it was really cowardly. But you hop in a car with guns and you drive by someone's set, by their house, by their block, this area they, they maintain, and you just shoot the whole place. And the idea was everyone gets it. It doesn't matter who out there, kids, elderly people, they're related, they're part of the game, they're not part of the game, but everyone was going to get it. In that same mindset, and I know that's 
violent for some of us, but this idea like, man, wherever I'm at, everyone's going to get this, this example of what the gospel is. This example of what the gospel is. We, and, and so, but, but you have to cast it. You have to be in faith. You gotta, the Bible talks about proclaiming his name. We were out in Poland, and there was this boxing machine. Uh, you guys all seen it at the carnival where you try to hit it as hard as you can, and the numbers go up. And I, I would like to tell you the whole story, but I'm going to fast forward it. Basically what happened, there's this guy. He's 17 years old. He's taller than me. He looks like Drago uh, from Rocky. And, but he's thick, and he got this name Rambo because of how he looks. And everyone's, we're at this one machine uh, hitting it to, you know, do the circus. And, I mean, he's, I mean, he's smashing this machine. All of a sudden, about five or ten minutes of being at the machine, this crowd begins to gather. And it's a bunch of teens, uh, 12, 13, 14, maybe 15-year-olds. And they're, ooh, and then he would hit it. You know, and they, oh, they just go nuts as the, the, the numbers go up. And all of a sudden, we run out of coins. And so in the midst of that, these kids are about to leave. But before we could do that, before we let them leave, we grab them. We, we grab them and say, hey, 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 before you guys leave, what do you think this guy gets his strength from? Well, and one of the kids go, uh, prison? <laughs> no, not prison, man. I said, no, from Jesus. And then one kid goes, oh, we, we have a Jesus, we have a Jesus. I was like, really, where? And they point around the corner, and there's actually this kid, this Polish kid with long hair looks like Jesus. And I was like, okay, not that guy. But we had this opportunity to share the gospel right there, proclaim exactly what Jesus was wanting to do in their lives. Many of them uh, uh, said that they were following Jesus and would say they were a Christian, so we left them with the challenge, hey, read your Bible. That's the one thing you need to be doing right now, applying to your life, reading your Bible. But it's proclaiming, casting it, casting the, uh, 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 the gospel. Uh, that's what the, it says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we've looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life, <clears throat> The life was made manifested, and we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was the Father and was made manifest to us, that which you have seen and heard we proclaim also to you. Would you guys please just enter into this, this thought with me right quick? It is a miracle for what, what, has, what God has done in your life. It is a miracle. It's an absolute miracle. If you don't realize the miracle that your testimony is, that how your life is changing, I know my life is a miracle. I mean, I was a knucklehead, and some, some of you might think, well, I grew up, my, you know, mine is not as crazy as yours. No, it, from the most craziest thing to the, the smallest things, your life is a miracle, and people need to know that. You have to share that. You have to expand, explain it. You have to let people know, man, man, Jesus changed my life. He changed my way of thinking. And so just like these uh, disciples are saying, or John is saying here, everything we've seen and I've touched, I put my hands on. Tori's over here, and I'm surprised she's not amen in the loudest because she's seen just how much my life has changed. And she still loves me. <laughs> Proclaim it. <clears throat> share your testimony. If you, if you don't know how to share your testimony or share the gospel, come to our next Found People, Find People class. All right? We'll have it probably in a couple months, but come there. We'll help train you up. Um, we're inviting people to the greatest show on earth. Uh, some of you... I want to, uh, some of you might have this mindset, hey, I do it as an, ex I, um, I lead by example. I had the opportunity to listen to Coach 
Kleiman, I didn't, I'm having, I have a hard time pronouncing his name, but Coach Kleiman, the football coach at the Rotary Club, um, the football coach for K-State, he was at our Rotary Club on Friday, and he, he, one of the things after hearing a question, he responded like this. He said, man, we have kids that say, you know, I lead by example. He said, no, 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 we don't accept that here. You got to lead by both example and by words. I mean, you think about the movie Sound of Freedom. Yeah, he was not only leading by example, but he led by his words. He went forth, judges and court cases, and fought to, to not only um, get restrictions put on the different ways people were tr trading people in uh, s slavery, sex slavery, but also it took five or six years to get that movie played so that we could see it now. And if you haven't seen, the, seen that movie yet, shame on you. Unless you have a disclaimer like I had that it was going to make you very angry. It took me a hard time to watch that movie. And so I, I ended up watching it, Zeb and I, but we need people speaking up boldly in today's world. <clears throat> Last thing is gather. You got to be someone who's gathering. You got to be someone who's sticky. You got to be someone who's excited about bringing folks in and, 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 and loving on them, encouraging them, challenging them, sharing the truth, sharing your testimony. And back to the master plan of evangelism, Dr. Robert Coleman, who actually wrote the book, says, remarkable as it may seem, Jesus started to get these men before he ever organized an evangelistic campaign or even preached a sermon in public. <clears throat> men were to be his method of winning the world to God. Are you gathering people? Are you gathering people with, with your talents, which, which, with, 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 your, with, your, with, with your talents, with, your, with the table. I'm telling you, when I first gave my life to Christ, they, I was eating food regularly at different pastors or ministers' house. And I tell you that, maybe they didn't have the words to say, but the food kept me in it until they knew what to say to me. But we got to gather people. <clears throat> I told one, and, and it gathers people from all walks of life. Young, old, sex, race, whatever. Maybe you are racist if you're not preaching to everybody. I don't know. Oh, my Lord, help me, help me. I told one kid in Poland that, uh, hey, man, in my BC days, we probably wouldn't be friends. Your quirkiness, your quirkiness is, your, your weirdness is, is, is crazy. But because of Jesus in your life and in my life, I can see how your quirkiness fits into the kingdom and what God is doing and how he's using you. And he didn't say anything about me, but I'm sure I had some also. But I just, it, it just, it gathers all kinds of fish. God is making you, and I close with this, God is making you into disciples, people who are trained scribes. And it says this in Matthew 13, 52. And Jesus said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like a head of a household who brings out his treasures, things new and old. Are you being discipled? That was the master plan of evangelism. It was God's plan to use men, women also, to go and not only re be restored, but restore this world. That they would be like an, uh, uh, a person who owns a house. Think about the uh, parable where it talks about they, uh, they handled their talents well, and so they were given cities. I might be saying it wrong, but there was people who handled what they were supposed to do, and they were given cities to govern. 
right? God, people are handling their things right, and they're, they're running their house, and they have uh, bringing out of their treasures old and new things. Ian talked about the band. That's, a, that's an old truth shared in a new way. That's an old truth shared in a new way. Maybe you're an artist. Maybe you like to paint. Can you share old truths in this new way? Maybe you're a parent. You know the, the way to parent. But in today's world, people are looking for different ways. But hey, here's an old truth. I just put a different dress on it. Old truths, wisdom, creativity. <clears throat> that every, everyone, that therefore every scribe who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like a head of a household who brings out his treasures, uh, treasure, things new and old. Brings out his treasure, things new and old. Th if that's, that's, that's us. That's what God is creating. That's what God is going to do. But we, it, it, it takes with uh, mending your net, casting your net, and gathering. And so I want to pray for us. And if you want uh, more of a specific prayer, maybe you're not, you feel you're not as bold uh, in sharing your testimony. Maybe you feel uh, there's some fear when you go into a certain place and you, you, know, you know you should be sharing your testimony there, but you're not. Or you're sharing the gospel there and you're not. I want to pray for you afterwards. I want, I want to um, pray for you and, and, and pray that off you because this year I want us to go into this this, this, this new season of life, this new opportunity, these, the, the folks we're going to meet and, and be bold and cast, cast the gospel, cast the net of who Jesus is in the kingdom of heaven. So if you would pray with me and uh, bow your heads and I'll pray. God, I thank you. I thank you that you're sending laborers to the harvest field. And the harvest is plentiful. But people are rising up, Lord. Um, I even pray right now that you would put on people's heart creative ways to uh, share their testimony or uh, that you would um, a new level of courage that all feel would be broken right now would be broken over people's lives uh, Lord and they would be full of courage and faith you know, to share the testimony in every area that they are are um, to that person God says every place I send you I, I, I purposely put you there but a person who's fearful of sharing the gospel in their different places, God said, I have purposely put you there. And we thank you. We thank you that um, you have restored this world. You're restoring it. And you cause us to take a part of it, in it. And as a friend said once, Lord, do whatever you want, but don't leave us out of it, Lord. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, if you